0: Strattony's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast Number Four Hundred Seven, June Twenty Second, Twenty Twenty. The high on this day occurred in nineteen eleven, and it was ninety eight degrees, and as chilly as forty two degrees in nineteen sixty. Kids would not have been swimming in nineteen sixty, but Aquaside did exist, so they took a day off from their weed free beach. Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for. Since 1956, with a complete line of lake and pond control products to take care of everything from weeds and unidentified vegetation and algae, the products are easy to use, they work quickly, and Aquacide is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, and your family. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquacide today, uh, White Bear Lake Company. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure you get what you need to control that and keep your place looking great all summer long. Aquaside is at one 800 328 9350
1: or go to aquaside.com. And now Joe? from the mayor's <laughs> office okay, above the boathouse it on me.
0: the east shore of Spoon Lake. It my water. It's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Before we get to local matters, Protesters toppled a statue in San Francisco over the weekend of former President Ulysses S. Grant, who, of course, won the Civil War for the Union. He was also the nation's 18th president. He prosecuted the KKK. He brought blacks and Jews into his government. Other monuments that went down Friday include a statue of Junipero Serra, an 18th-century missionary recently declared a saint in the Catholic Church, and Francis Scott Key, the author of the Star-Spangled Banner.
2: What? Why are we upset uh, at USG? What's what's going on?
0: Well, he owned one slave at one time in his life.
2: Okay. Uh, did he do anything else that was bad? Did he, uh, he steal at some point, or or do we, are we, are we only worried about slaves?
0: Oh. Uh. We're only worried about slaves. This week, really. okay, I got you.
3: This is, um, this is something that's not going away, and here's the biggest issue, fellas. Uh, we can't just, as a society, decide, yep, that's got to go. Uh, me, and, me and the fellas are going to rip her down. We right. can't, we can't We're keep... not, as a society, deciding they are. That's true, yeah. yeah, that's better stated. Well, what's coming down next? The
0: American Museum of Natural History, isn't that an irony, will remove a prominent statue of Theodore Roosevelt, from its entrance after years of objections that it symbolizes colonial expansion and racial discrimination, uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio said Sunday. He is New York's Salon mayor. The bronze statue has stood at the museum's Central Park West entrance since 1940. It depicts Roosevelt on horseback with a Native American man and an African man standing next to the horse. Not an African American man, an African man, which I will explain. Okay. The American Museum of Natural History is asked to remove the Theodore Roosevelt statue because it explicitly depicts black and indigenous people as subjugated and racially inferior, de Blasio said in a written statement. The city supports the museum's request. Uh, The museum's president, Ellen Futter, told the New York Times that the museum's community. You can foghorn that, please. Okay, yep, here we go. (laughs) Museum's community has been profoundly moved by the ever-widening movement for racial justice that has emerged after the killing of George Floyd. Uh, officials said it has not determined, uh, it's not been determined when the Roosevelt statue will be removed or where it will go. Uh, Futter said the museum objects to the statue but not to Roosevelt a pioneering conservationist whose father was a founding member of the institution and who served as New York's governor before becoming the 26th president. She said the museum is naming its hall of biodiversity for Roosevelt in recognition of his concert conservation legacy. So what caught my attention was that uh, we're not opposed to Roosevelt. We're opposed to the statue. All right, let's talk about the statue. Okay. Uh, it's called the Equestrian Statue of Theodore Roosevelt, a 1939 bronze sculpture by James Earl Frazier. It is located at the American Museum of Natural History. The equestrian statue depicts Theodore Roosevelt on horseback standing either side of him are an indigenous American and an African. Uh, it was dedicated October 27, 1940. It was cast by Gorham Manufacturing Company in Providence, Rhode Island. The sculpture was commissioned by the Roosevelt Memorial Association in the 1930s after Fraser had delivered his design for the Arts of Peace Memorial in Washington, D.C., which at the time was also in competition with this memorial as the chosen location. For Arts of Peace, Fraser made a pair of statues of Pegasus depicting the themes music and harvest and aspiration and literature. The equestrian monument should therefore be seen in that context, with Roosevelt mounted on, peganus, on Pegasus, although, in fact, he is in the garb of a hunter accompanied by two pedestrian guides representing America and Africa. Okay, so I looked up uh, Frazier. Uh, James Earl Fraser was born in Winona, Minnesota in 1876.
2: All right, Winona, go Hawks.
0: And his father was a railroad engineer, and as a kid, James Earl Fraser noted with with sentiment the continuing westward expansion of the railroad, which in turn drove the westward expansion of Native American people, to whom he was sympathetic. And his most notable work is called End of the Trail. You've all seen it, even if you can't picture it in your mind's eye, you've all seen it, as an aside, it was the cover of the Beach Boys Surf's Up album, in case you can picture that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah,
2: a, it, I, I can see it right here.
0: It's a warrior uh, with a spear on his horse, and he's slumped. And uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, and yeah, it is. touching, touching piece of work. And his other famous works, of course, are the Buffalo Nickel with the uh, Indian in the headdress and the Buffalo Nickel. So he was a... Uh, uh he wasn't opposed to uh why am i bringing up native americans well the african in the in the statue is representing the african guide who teddy roosevelt toured africa in 1909 with for one year one year and he went with a guy named carl akeley too carl akeley was the world's most famous uh, taxidermist at the time. And like Roosevelt, he had to look behind every rock and behind every tree. And so Roosevelt and uh, Akeley went to Africa in 1909 and spent a year. And many of the things in the Museum of Natural History in New York were brought back by these people, mm. you know, gorillas and tigers and elephants, and leopards and you name it. And on the other side is the indigenous American, because that's who Roosevelt paddled around with when he explored this country. Right. And and they're both proud. They're featured proudly. There is there is nothing degrading about them. But what what is lost here in this cancel culture is that nobody's even going to do this one hour's worth of homework.
3: Right. No. Oh, of course not. There.
0: You know, we have a culture in which we're supposed to accept as art a crucifix in a jar of urine. Remember right, that, right? yep. But we can't accept as art what James Earl Fraser created out of bronze for Teddy Roosevelt, his African guide and his his Native American guide. We can't. We
3: can't have that. You know, what we need we need a new rule book. You know what? They're writing it right what's now. What's going to be what's going to be allowed and what isn't? Yeah. Nothing is going to be allowed. Which just changes daily. If you are white. You are wrong.
0: You are canceled. canceled. The cancel culture will cancel you.
2: What a horrible waste. I'm looking at that uh, equestrian statue right now. Isn't it gorgeous? It's gorgeous. It's just amazing. Uh, And it, it really is not... Offense. i don't know how one could find offense especially if you did your research on it if yeah. you didn't do your research and you call for a statue to come down you're an idiot you're a complete idiot if you do your research and you find something okay make an argument but if you told the people why does it have to and they say well he uh he uh well he uh what in his wikipedia
0: page he got uh, nothing it's a it's a shame uh, that this is happening uh it's a shame it's being undertaken by people who have no intention of doing their homework
2: well and, and it's not
0: that it's not that they wouldn't or can't they just won't they have no intention of it because everything now is being bu- viewed through this simplistic lens of racism the word no longer mean anything right uh, i don't know what was in teddy roosevelt's heart but he was a man of the world and wanted to meet other people and explored the, the, the Amazon. He explored Africa. He explored this country. He, he's the guy who created parks, the national park system. Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone. Just uh, an extraordinary... You know, he was a hell of a guy. And uh, probably a progressive president by the standards of his day. Uh, and this George... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Frazier... James Earl Fraser, uh, I, I did some reading about him. I can find nothing that would ever suggest that he intended to portray Roosevelt's African uh, companion for that year-long trip or the, uh, or the indigenous guy on the other side of Roosevelt. There's no evidence to suggest that he uh, placed them as he did out of disrespect for them, uh, I suppose, See, I don't know his intent. We we don't know what was in the artist's heart, except we can judge the artist's heart by his other works, which were terribly sympathetic to people of all races and nationalities. His works are famous. Look him up. He's just famous. It's all get out. George Earl Fraser Earl has an E at the end of it. And it's uh, kid from Winona makes good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, the absence of, of a, if, if we're only going to use this one lens to look at history, then then my sad prediction is going to come true and uh, we will lose our self-governing. We will lose, uh, we will lose the country that we know because what's really under, ta- under attack here is patriarchy, uh, maleness, uh oppression that's um, real or imagined and it's an endless endless string and these uh
3: in the th- re- oh sorry joe
0: no i'm I'm done for a minute well, I, I was just gonna my say the, uh,
3: the the danger too is that the crowd the chanting crowd of everything must go is growing by the minute and that's what should really terrify everyone because there's going to come a point here where i don't know if it's going to be a mayor or a governor that's going to order all of the statues to be taken down what's
1: disturbing me such is there has been no resistance yep, uh, you're right this has been a resounding defeat it's a blitzkrieg and there's been no no di- uh, resistance whatsoever there's one catholic uh, minister priest whatever you guys call him out out on the uh, west coast fighting <laughs> be <back>. a priest <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but but uh, hold on here let me call the story up the story is actually from uh, top in washington of course, now the website not responding. But he's the only one I've read so far who's saying, hey, 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 whoa, wait, wait a, a minute. minute. Yeah. And, yeah, and bringing up some good points. But other than him, I haven't seen anybody fighting back.
2: Joe, you uncovered a great gem with uh, with Grant. His third paragraph is his Wikipedia page. Think about the, at the time, this was the 1870s. This 1860s. is Ulysses S. Grant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes, he uh, created the Department of Justice and prosecuted the Ku Klux Klan. He appointed African Americans and Jewish Americans to prominent federal offices. So all those people have to do is read down and, uh, you know, he wasn't a bad guy.
0: No, not at all. And you know why he was the best of politicians? Because he was reluctant to be a politician. He intended to be useful, not important. It looks like he was. He reluctantly accepted his Republican Party's nomination for president. He did not want it. That's the difference between then and now.
3: You mean much like the gal in Duluth?
0: Oh my word! Is, is Grant on a fifty? I think so.
2: I don't I know. I've never so. seen a fifty dollars bill, so, <laughs> so I wouldn't. Know. I figured I'd better I ask you. Who's on a Who's on a hunt? Uh, that's uh, Franklin. Mr. Franklin from the bank. Don't you remember
0: Midnight Express? <laughs> let's let's discuss why there is no one speaking up for these statues and I, the answer might be that the institutions that we would have previously counted on to push back are them are they they're they're occupied too almost uniformly by Mysterians, Uh Politics, or city councils and mayor's offices are institutions, oh. but look at them around the country. You know, the Museum of Natural History is an institution, but I'm sure it's so steeped yeah. in, in political sensitivity that Ellen Futter, whoever she is, doesn't have the temerity to make a statement on behalf of, of the statue, the equestrian statue of Roosevelt. The mayor is playing right into the hands of the cancel culture. De Blasio's worthless. These institutions are the ones who should be speaking up, and they're not speaking up because they're they're of a they're of a part and they're of a party to the same kinds of institutions that are running the cities in which they find themselves living and have their institutions. So
2: it's like a seven to zero unanimous vote. Yes, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, there's no it, there's no discussion. Wow, you're right. The if.
0: I'm just hesitating getting to the local news, which is so entirely, entirely predictable. I got a really neat email from Deputy Dave in Southern Minnesota, who says, I've been a faithful listener for many years. You made a long night in a squad car patrolling the flat area where the corn grows tolerable. Nice. On your June 18th podcast, you talked about the mayor of Duluth limiting the use of the word chief. I don't think I'm the only one who caught this. But the decision to eliminate this word wasn't because the Native American community complained about its use. It was the staff in the Duluth mayor's office trying to decide for us what we should be offended
3: by. That's a good point. As far
0: as we know, the Native American community is just fine with the word chief. Maybe Rookie can ask some of his family members, uh... They're taking the use of this word. I think you're on to something when you discuss the elimination of the word because it represents authority. Keep pushing back, and if ever the phrase is really appropriate and needed, good luck, Deputy Dave.
3: You know, uh, along those lines, fellas, we got an email from Mark, and it says, Joe, and we're about to find out, Rook, if the mayor will put his money where his mouth is. What do you got? If the word chief gets outlawed by the forces that be, what are you going to call the CP from now on? Good luck, Mark. I'm not going to change. Didn't By the way, he, think about it. He's a great, great podcast listener since 2011.
1: That that emailer really hit it out of the park. Yeah. There, the yeah. people in her office. Yeah, that's the same thing that happened here in Minneapolis with the park board deciding now that all city parks. Are safe havens uh, for for the homeless, right? And and it's, and it's the same thing. It's people already in office making decisions that are uh, 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 none of their goddamn job, and they're forcing it down our throat, whether we like it or not. And we just sit here and accept it. Nobody is fighting back. Nobody is stepping up and saying, "Oh, hell no! Yeah.
3: We're just we're just bowing over and letting this happen to us." Because they're afraid to go against the mob. Yeah, you're right, Kenny. Well,
0: Kenny, I don't know if you listened to Friday's podcast, but you were you were off. And what came up Friday? I couldn't stop myself from thinking of this Emily Larson character up in Duluth, uh, and and the elimination of the word chief. And you were on board when we looked it up. We looked up the word, and it has it's it's old English from Latin, or old English from French. It go back; it goes back right. to Latin. It has nothing to right. do with Native right. Americans. But what I came up with Friday was what's really under attack is the very idea of someone being a chief, of someone being the head of something. What's really under attack is the wish by Mysterians for there to be such a uh, an artificially imposed uh, equity that it would be found to be insensitive to proclaim someone as the leader of something. And I think that's what we're seeing. Now, let's address... But oh, um, Go ahead. But I, I, I'm
1: talking about remember how afraid we were of bernie and uh, communism and socialism yeah well it's already here they're running this country the way they want to run it and the rest of us can go straight to hell Mm
3: -hmm. we're canceled Mm -hmm. and if we if we object to it it's apparently because we're following some some political line and
1: and it doesn't matter joe if it's the word chief or if it's president grant or roosevelt it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter. They're they're taking over, and they are now ruling us.
0: And the this this is done because the salon has done a tremendous job of instructing people that the United States is a bad place. The salon has triumphed in predisposing people of the idea that America is great. Hell, patriotism's under attack. For God's sakes. The the uh, when the statue of uh, uh, what statue came down in San Francisco where they burned the American flag around was that Lincoln?
2: Oh, uh, wasn't that Washington?
0: Washington, Washington, with the American flag wrapped yes. around it yes. on fire, and then down comes Washington. This this is an uh, this is an act of war on the history of this country, but more accurately, it's an act of war on the fact that these people believe this country should never have been founded in the first place. <laughs>
2: Wow, the, the country that is the greatest country in the world as far as inventions, uh, progression, um, changing the world. Yeah, we got some scars, and and
0: I don't know. We're the only country that's ever addressed those scars. I don't want to get emails on this, so I'll make this quick. Go in brief.
3: Gljoe at There we go. But in
0: a country of this much talent and this much achievement. And, and this, this much intellect, the choices we have in November are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It's dispiriting. It's disheartening.
2: Have you seen?
0: Neither of them are capable of solving what we're experiencing. Neither of them are.
2: Have you seen the latest Trump ad? No. That features uh, Joe Biden. Oh, no. And he's just homina, uh, homina, homina. Uh, I don't care about that. Together.
0: I don't care about that. What's more important about Biden is that he'll play to the salon. And you, uh, the Trump defenders could say, well, at least Trump won't do that. But the problem with Trump is he has no ideological foundation. He's by no stretch of the imagination a conservative. He's not, he's a, he's, he's not anything. He's whatever gets him by minute to minute. He has no foundation in philosophy or ideology. If he was a true conservative, do you think the debt would be $22 trillion? I think Bill Clinton might have been the last guy to have the debt under control. Hello?
2: Oh, I had other problems, though. I had other yeah. stuff to yes, worry about. Yes, you about. did. Yes, you <laughs> I had did. to focus
0: a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Honest to God. Well,
3: all right then. No, we're in a bad way. We really we're in are. a bad way.
0: Oh,
1: this is the beginning of a war, is what this is. Blood will be shed. And,
3: and what's going to happen to this 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 angry mob that's dead set on tearing down every statue that they can search and find any any sliver of, of a past well, wrong, Chris, they're just going to move he, on to the next thing.
1: Chris, you dummy, we'd send the police after them, but the
3: police have been canceled. That's true. So law and order has been canceled. And with all of these destructions of public property and, and government-owned property... Have any arrests been made? No. You know what's been canceled following the rules. Boy. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're right.
0: Following the and rules has been canceled along with common sense. Respecting authority has been canceled because again, in the salon, authority shouldn't exist. Authority suggests power. Power suggests oppression to the people in the salon. Let's take a break and when we come back, let's let's break down the comments of the people in the salon regarding this horrific, horrific weekend of violence in Minneapolis and St. Paul that had nothing to do with George Floyd. Nothing.
2: All right, that sounds like a plan. I'm going to break something down before we go to a break, Joe. And I want to, I know Americans, I know garage logicians, I want to be independent, very independent. And you know what? Live wire solar can gain you independence. If you're a business owner, can you imagine if you were being paid to just make energy, that's exactly what they'll do. Find out how much money you can save with the custom-designed solar energy system for your business, for your home as well, but more importantly, business owners, your business can make money. they got a lifetime financing program that's available, and you can install a system with zero out-of-pocket costs and pay for it in four to six years. That's a lot of money that you're going to save on that energy bill. Let that soak into yourself right now. No out-of-pocket, and your system is actually paid for it in four to six years. Yes, you can save that kind of money on your energy bill for your business or your home, but you need to do it with somebody who knows what they're doing. That's Livewire Solar. They're the Midwest solar experts, and they know all about additional local programs. Yes, there's local incentives when you can save even more money. Most low live wire Solar customers, they see immediate savings. So give them a buzz today. Just find out. They'll run the numbers for your business, 651-688-2400, or go online to LiveWireSolarMN.com. No obligation analysis, not going to bug you, but they are going to tell you how much you're going to save for that business, and you might be very surprised. So go with the GL-endorsed company, LiveWireSolarMN.com. Troy and Tim are GLers. They'll take care of you, 651 688 400 garage logic podcast
1: did you ever think common sense would be this much fun Joe Souchere, longtime GL or Chris Miller the owner of aim high construction based here in the Twin Cities. He can get you that roof or that new kitchen or deck or any other thing you might need at your home and or office. Along with his crews, Chris and Project Manager Keith at Aim High Construction, they're going to tackle just about any job that needs doing, including remodels, restorations, even new construction. Aim High to help with the design consultation if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bath or finally finishing off that basement. And that's what Chris and Keith, the uh, Project Manager, that's what they're doing for me. They were out to my joint in South Minneapolis last week to give me estimates on three jobs i need before we flee the city here i need a retaining wall slash sidewalk redone next to my house it's a huge job and when it was done previously it was done incorrectly so i need that fixed i need a new exciting kitchen and my deck needs a little more than uh, just lipstick the estimates they're coming this week we'll go from there aim high construction they're a full service company based uh, here in Minneapolis and, uh, Western Wisconsin and obsessed with quality craftsmanship and honest service. If you need help, or if you're thinking about a project, uh, find them, find them on the web, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Again, the whole thing, listen to it. All one word, suchi boy,
0: aimhighconstructionmn.com. Some of the quotes from our so-called leaders. Regarding the shootings at Uptown, which was an extraordinary event by Minnesota standards. One dead, 11 wounded. Uh, that's not Chicago-like. Uh, Chicago over the weekend How'd we do in
3: Chi-Town?
0: 102 shot, 14 dead over wow. Father's Day weekend in Chicago.
2: Happy Father's
0: Day, huh? Nine shot an attack at a birthday party in... Uh, Syracuse, New York. I could go around the country, but let's stick. Let's stick with uptown. And I, I hoped uh, naively that I would hear something that made sense. Uh, and I didn't. Uh, the people in the salon are not capable of handling the current troubles of Minneapolis. M- meaning, who? Mayor Jacob
3: Fry said, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) excuse me. Perfect health. Just a minute. (laughs) Got him down. He's got his water. Here we go. Take a little sippy. Our bigger one. I'm back. There you go.
0: (coughs) Fresh and new. Here we go. (laughs)
3: Yep. Hold on. You want me to start?
0: Mayor Jacob Fry. Mayor Jacob Fry said the fresh violence only compounds our grief over Floyd's death. I don't think the violence had anything to do with Floyd's death. To continue his quote, The lawlessness serves no purpose and it won't be tolerated, he said. Local residents deserve better. You're damn right we do, Fry, and you're not the answer. But here, I think, is the most puzzling of his comments. Frey called the shootings totally a distraction from the work we need on the structural police reforms we need to do. He has dismissed one death and 11 injuries as a distraction to his reformation of the police department, which he's had the power to do since the day he took office. The police the police, saved this city over the weekend, or tried to. Yep. The police aren't your, aren't your problem. Figure out a way, Fry, to solve your problematic police, but in general, you would be hung out to dry without a police department right now are you
3: kidding me you know last week we were speculating on if people have you know seen the light if they're going to make a different decision when it comes to voting and i was hanging out with uh, some service industry people that primarily vote for the left the left side and kenny you know what you were right i was wrong he's losing everybody and i'm talking about fry specifically
1: yeah, Joe. Joe, he is the problem. You just said yes. the police aren't the problem. No, the mayor and the city council are the
0: problem. Please, dear God, I'm praying seriously. Please, dear God, send us some candidates. We can't continue to be ruled by the salon. We'll disappear. We'll go under. We'll be broke. We'll be Detroit. We we, we won't we won't exist anymore.
1: Right good lord even sane lefties are okay are better than this crowd uh, we know not not all liberals are this outrageously stupid but but they're destroying the city and you're right joe if there's a time to run it's now it, it, this is the only time to get your, your foot in the door and i think the media has generally turned on the mayor of minneapolis and the city council and i say that because now more than ever they are highlighting and bringing up the daily shootings and murders we have all over the city including the north side where they've routinely for the last, as long as I've been here since the 80s, ignored violence on the north side. Now the north side violence is getting highlighted every day. And I think it's a part of an effort, whether it's it's
0: intentional or not, to highlight just how incompetent the mayor and the city council are. City Council President Lisa Bender, whose ward includes Uptown, Said Minneapolis and communities all over the country need to be getting all these guns out of our streets. Well, that's oh, just that's God. that's that. And all. Let me finish. A- that's boilerplate salon. Of course, she's going to blame the guns. Uh, Bender, one of several council members who called for dismantling the city's police department after Floyd's death, said, "This is a reminder that we need to do more proactively to stop this type of violence." Incapable of condemning the shooters. Incapable. Incapable of calling to the fore the behavior of the shooters. Incapable. Uh, a buddy texted me this because he was watching uh, WCCO on Sunday night. And his, uh, his email to me was, is, what the hell does this mean? Lisa Bender released a statement to WCCO Sunday about violence, saying in part, ultimately, no one in our community should fear or suffer violence. And it is clear that we need to continue to invest in systems that work to keep people safe. <laughs> It's just utter, utter uh, what, right. nonsense. What does that mean? What, it doesn't mean me anything. Where do you invest. Where do you it invest? It doesn't mean anything. Right. It doesn't mean a damn thing because invest. she doesn't know what to do. They have had the part of their brain that sees discipline and obedience and respect as a good thing. Yep. That's been drummed out of their brains in the salon. That's been drummed out of their brains in the salon. And she she is quite literally pointless and is not serving uh, her ward, uh, it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, th- this is, this is just salon babble that in, in place of expecting behavior, she believes that we need new systems mm-hmm. in place of, ex- in place of accepting, uh, respect for authority. Uh, we need to, uh, keep people safe, uh, by investing in systems that work to keep people safe, you know what you know what system works to keep people safe, Lisa. People who uh, do what the cops tell them to, keep their noses clean, respect authority, work, have jobs, get married before they get pregnant. Uh, that's what keeps people safe. Right. And and you you have so lost it, young lady, that you have no earthly idea what you're talking about. None whatsoever. Because if we go down your road, Lisa and Jacob, if we go down your road, this can only get worse. It can't get better because we're already seeing you have failed at this. It doesn't work. Letting the third precinct burn didn't work. No, it, quell, it, 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 emboldened,
3: right. it emboldened the people that wished to do harm on this city. That's all it did. And Lisa,
0: you're unfamiliar with the supermagnet theory, but that's the only way to get rid of guns is if a big supermagnet was held hey. above the Earth and okay, got all thank the guns. You. Because whenever her or her,
1: like, say something like that, it's just an admission of complete and total ignorance. Mm -hmm. And this isn't innocent uh, Hanlon's razor ignorance. This is egregious, violent ignorance. It's stupidity. It'll never, ever, ever, ever happen in this country. So why don't you drop it? And figure out something. Do something an adult would do instead of rushing to that stupid line every time.
0: Lisa, it's a waste of breath. You're wasting our time. Lisa, no honest gun owner was involved in the shootings in Uptown, to my knowledge. No honest, no honest gun owner. Violent was involved criminals. In this. You dumb no. word. Yep. But her words are hollow. Can't the people see that? These are hollow words that mean nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to this guy now. Uh, this is from the St. Paul paper. There was a guy quoted uh, named Fred Hwang, a manager at Hoban Korean Barbecue. Uh, he witnessed the shootings in Uptown. And he uh, gets to the point where he says, Hang was critical of the police response time estimating it took officers more than 30 minutes to arrive. However, police spokesman John Elder told the AP that police converged on the area within three minutes of a 1238 a.m. call being put out by officers stating they had heard shots in the area. Now, here's here's Wang. He's a he's a businessman up and down uptown. Something needs to be done to protect us," Huang said. Normally, the bars on Saturday night, we all have off-duty police officers as extra security parked in front of our businesses. But no one has that right now because police are a liability for us. This,
2: this is a gotcha. This is a catch twenty-two.
0: This is this careful what not, you ask for. This not very bright fellow has just said, "Well, you know, normally we have the cops, but right now we don't have the cops because we've been bitching at them too much."
1: Because the cops are bad for business. Yeah. Unless you need them. So is blood all over your bleeping sidewalk.
2: Yeah, I hate walking over that.
3: It's just... uh... And to the defund the police crowd, which I know really probably doesn't listen to our show. No. I was talking to a gentleman that runs a very successful front door at a very popular establishment downtown and said, this is bleeping madness because now they have to you know, one in, one out because they reached their capacity. Well, normally they would be relying on MPD or even some off-duty MPD guys to help them, you know, c- kind of control the crowd because people were getting hostile. He says, then i got to make a call to Hennepin County to get some assistance because people just get mad about it. Mm-hmm. But these are the same people that are waiting in these long lines that wanted to fund the police. And they don't even, they don't even get their own irony. It's hilarious. Dear God's got to send us some candidates. Uh, it just, th- this
0: can't continue. This just can't continue. We can't continue to stock the city council with these people with preposterous agendas. and uh, They have nothing to do with the way normal Minneapolitans are trying to lead their lives. And And, and Lisa, you are really standing out. Ultimately, no one in our community should fear or suffer violence. And it is clear that we need to continue to invest in systems that work to keep people safe. Meaningless statement. Absolutely meaningless. She couldn't couldn't parse it if she had to. She won't come on with us because I would would demand of her. uh, Tell me what that means.
2: She wouldn't be able to tell you.
0: She would not be able to tell me because it's all salon boilerplate, it's all gibberish. It's all gibberish. Mm. And, and what she does believe is that no one in our community should fear or suffer violence because she would be of the mind, as coached by the salon, to believe that no one should ever experience any problem. No. And she doesn't see the police as solving problems.
3: She sees the police as the problem, that people shouldn't have to encounter them. That, that's how far gone her brain is. Well, there won't be any arrests made, Joe. That way, the the crime will go down. There's no crime if you don't arrest anybody. That's right. See?
0: What do the lawless like? Less law. Yep. Both Bender and Fry should have got on a soapbox yesterday and said, Thank God we have a police department. They did extraordinary work. We're going to end all discussions right now of replacing them with the choir of justice that's going to run to the scene of crimes and sing off-key folk songs. No, we're sticking with the real police. And we thank God that we had them on this terrible night of violence. You think you'll ever hear him say that?
2: No, but do you think that some of the uh, some of the business owners that may no longer are at wit's end that are not going to open up and and have some decent values maybe they're going to run and say you know city council you didn't help us out at all yeah. maybe there's a so i don't want anybody to lose their business that's a horrible thing but some people might be in that situation and they might be so upset that they've lost their livelihood that maybe they will run and that's our somewhat of a silver lining
1: there's no silver lining here
2: well that's true but you we're
1: we're out. searching we're... for something no, we're, we're aft. It, it, it's, no, we <laughs> You're are. Right. You're no, right. No, we are. I'm afraid we it, are. There's no silver lining here. No. The parks are now drug-addled ca- campgrounds. I can't believe is that. Is what they are. P- every single park is open. That means every single neighborhood around those parks, the crime rate has increased 100% because they're walking up and down the alley, right through your yard, going through your stuff, breaking into your vehicles, walking into your house without
0: any sort of pushback at all no we're it's over we discussed that friday because the park board is made up of the salon and rather than say uh you know the head of the park board uh should have said uh, we understand homelessness is a dreadful problem we have city agencies and bureaus working on it Uh, means need to be taken to provide some stability for the homeless people but it is going to be uh, my duty to tell you that the parks were not designed to be lived in and they will not be lived in and therefore we are ordering that all the homeless uh, must leave the city parks now the problem is where are they going to go right Uh, that they created that problem now well uh, uh, after the uh rioters destroyed a lake in Minnehaha. Many, uh, many people, uh, ended up at a, uh, nearby hotel and then proceeded to trash it. Yep. They completely destroyed it. They, they trashed it. So I don't know what to tell you uh, in the, in the documentary Seattle is dying, uh, which I thought was making some headway in understanding the problem. But now it sounds like Seattle is dying all over again. In Seattle is dying. What, what, uh, what some GLers finally thought of is, A, this is a drug problem. Uh, this is a mental health problem. And what they did is they found, was it a former prison? Yes. Uh, that they turned into living quarters. And the people that they put in there were offered opportunities to go through treatment for drug addiction mm-hmm. and
3: receive counseling. And many of them did did and turned their lives around including the one guy that basically said this place and this program saved my life right and you people in minneapolis you salon dwellers
0: i haven't seen you propose anything like that
1: no joe they won't even admit that it's their policies that put them there in the first place no it's not their policies according to them it's trump and capitalism which is utter BS. That's, uh, again, uneducated, violent ignorance.
0: If the state of Minnesota had $6.5 to buy a building that they claim will be a morgue, which will not be needed, right. why not spend $6.5 on a building and then staff it with counselors? Invite the homeless. Here's here's a clean bed. We're gonna feed you. Uh, the, the charitable population. I'd I'd pitch in. I'd write a check to that. You uh, want out?
1: Here's we'll get you off the drugs. We'll get you treatment. We'll get right. you counseling. Yeah. We'll get you. Uh, we'll get you into a trade school. We'll get yeah. you a job. We'll get you going down the road of life. But if you're that's not gonna what live. You want.
0: You're not gonna live in the park. That's not what the parks were intended for. Uh, and what we you're have, in so yeah. and what well, what we have though, are politicians incapable of saying that because they're they're incapable of being assertive when it comes to being assertive about the right things. But getting back to this buying a building, hey Walls, you spent six and a half million. I'd love to know the inside deal on that uh, bricks or Bix uh, produce produce wow. company that picked up a nice check. You bought well, the building. You're not going to need. So- turn it into the turn it into a counseling center for the homeless. Is it all
1: of Minnesota's problem, then? Is, is the Minneapolis and St. Paul homeless problem actually all? Is, is this Ely's program, a, a problem? Is this Thief River's pro, a problem? Is this
0: Worthington's problem? I, I can figure out a way to say yes, it is. Well, well why? <laughs> Tell me. Well, well, because ultimately the whole state will suffer. If, if the two cities go down. The trickle-down effect. The, 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 state will, the state will suffer mightily. Yeah. The state will suffer mightily. And the very the very things that Ely needs to be Ely will no longer exist. And then rookie
1: and I example. are moving to Alexandria, Kay, yeah. So we'll uh, coming we'll on be- up.
3: Well,
1: I'm I'm not opposed,
0: Such. I
1: am just you know I I'm I can also
0: to- I can also say, say no too. I can certainly I can certainly see this. I hate to see both sides of an argument, but I do. But I I just what what let's leave it at this. What we are not seeing is anything innovative. We're just surrendering parks. Where's the innovation? Where's the thinking? Where's the authority? Where's the discipline? We're going to do something about this. harump, harrump, harrump. Here's this giant building. We're loading it up with uh, beds and kitchens and, and bathrooms and showers and counselors. Drug counselors and mental health counselors. And you're not going to live in the park. If you want a roof over your head, we invite you to enter this building. Period. I don't see that from any of these morons. No,
1: they just double down on the ignorance. You know, they're wrong, 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 wrong. Instead of
0: learning from being wrong, they're gonna be extra wrong.
1: You they know ju- what the
0: wrong with the news continuing the way it is? Do you really want to spend a night in Uptown next weekend? No, a hot summer night in Uptown. Wow. You know where you're better off? Where in your backyard.
2: Yeah, but the mosquitoes from- are so bad.
0: No, no, no. You call Mo Shield. You got no uh, mosquito uh, uh, Mo Shield. You got no. You got no problems got because it. they come out to your house and they get rid of mosquitoes and ticks. That's what they do. Wait, they, they come c- to me? They come right to you. They're not like other pest control companies that spray for bugs. These guys get rid of mosquitoes and they get rid of worthless ticks who have no ambition and haven't evolved in a billion years. <laughs> they get rid of ticks. It's a great company. It's Mos- Mosquito Shield. They're GLers, uh, absolutely GLers. Ray and Mike, a father son team. They operate two franchises here in the Twin Cities. Their territory runs from 169 on the west to uh, the St. Croix River on the east, Lakeville south, Forest Lake north. There's a lot of mosquitoes in that quadrant called Mo Shield. They'll, uh, they'll come out, and they use a special blend that is, is proprietary to their specific company, a national company. And uh, you can't get it at Fratelloni's, you can't get it at Menard's, you can't get it at Fleet Farm. It's, a, it's the exclusive use of Mosquito Shield. They stand by their work. If for any reason you need them in between applications, they'll do an additional service call at no charge. They want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. Find them at moshield.com. I'm no longer providing the dash. It's just one word. M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D.com, moshield.com. Or call uh, Ray and Mike, give them a call at 612-619-1556, because right now your backyard's the best place to be.
3: And now a man who's on more than he's off. I will tell you what's on my blue Chill Boys right now. Rook, check them out. Aren't these sweet? Gross. Uh, warn me before you do that again. I got a great email, boys. Uh, This is from Kelly in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Reeves, current weather situation right now, 90 90 degrees and it feels like 101. He says... This is amazing. The guys at Chill Boys hooked me up with a pair. They are so comfortable. You barely notice that you're wearing them. They are so soft. I love these. I'm having my wife order me two more three packs. I absolutely love this underwear. Good luck, Kelly in Newport north carolina your
2: life is about to be great for the rest of your life
3: chillboys.com that's the website they're a local minnesota-based company and they are so happy to be partnering with us here at gl uh like i said just like this orders placed all over the country and uh, they're able to satisfy everyone they are the most comfortable underwear you will ever own please when you place your order at chillboys.com please make sure that you mention that you heard about it on the garage logic podcast
0: a teen is dead after another shooting in Minneapolis on Sunday, this time in the city's Jordan neighborhood. Officers were called to the area of 30th, 30th Avenue North and Knox Avenue North just after 8 p.m. for the report of a person shot. At the scene, officers said they found a 17-year-old victim who did not have a pulse and wasn't breathing. Police spokesperson John Elder says officers began CPR and transported the boy to the hospital where he died. Officers believe the boy was in a vehicle with several other people driving around town when someone fired shots into the car, hitting the teen. Elder says the people in the vehicle took the victim to the area of 30th and Knox and just left him there. Oh, wow! It's not clear who called 911 to report the shooting. Police also say they aren't exactly sure where the shooting happened. The investigation is ongoing. This is the latest in a string of deadly shootings across Minneapolis over the weekend. One of those shootings that we've been discussing left 12 injured and one dead in Uptown early Sunday morning. Police responded to three different shootings Friday night in the city and another Saturday afternoon, too. In nearby Crystal, Minnesota, police are investigating another shooting in which a victim died Sunday. In total, 21 people have been wounded in violence across the city this weekend. Now, maybe proportionately, because I can't do the math, maybe that is... uh, the equivalent of Chicago reporting a hundred and two shot, fourteen fatally over the weekend. Shh. It's happening in New York, where the uh, head of the police is predicting a storm is coming. That's how he phrased it: "A storm is coming." Sorry, a you wave? said New York. You said New yep, York. New York City. Oh. Chicago saw its highest number of shooting victims in a single weekend this year, with 102 people shot across the city from Friday evening to Monday morning. 14 of them fatally, five were minors. The latest child fatality happened early Monday in Austin on the west side. According to the police, the 15-year-old was shot in the leg, chest, and abdomen. He was taken to Stroger Hospital and pronounced dead. The other boy, 16, was hit in the ankle. He's all right. A 13-year-old girl was killed, and two other teens were wounded Saturday night. The girl was inside a home in Austin about 8.30 p.m. When shots were fired, she was struck in the neck.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: She was taken to Stroger Hospital and died. The two boys, 15 and 16, were sitting on a porch when one of them noticed a red laser pointing at him and heard gunfire. Jeez. The younger boy was struck in the back, and the older boy was struck in the leg. They were taken to Mount Sinai. They were okay. A three-year-old boy. A three-year-old boy.
2: These are where the harsh words need to come out and say, why is this happening? Uh
0: A three-year-old boy was fatally wounded about two hours earlier when someone opened fire at his father while they were driving in Austin. The toddler, identified as Mechie James, was struck in the back about 6.25 p.m. when someone in a blue Honda pulled... Behind the black SUV, the boy's 27-year-old father was driving and fired several rounds. A police source said the father was believed to be the intended target of the shooting. The father drove the boy to West Suburban Medical Center in Oak Park, but the boy was pronounced dead shortly after arriving. Jacene Francis, 17, and a 16-year-old were in an alley about 5:10 p.m. in the 7,900 block of South Luella Avenue, when a male suspect approached them and fired shots. Francis was shot in the back, chest and hand, while the 16-year-old was shot in the back and side. Both were taken to University of Chicago Medical Center, where they were pronounced dead.
2: Hopefully this still shocks all of us and most people. And we're not just saying twelve dead in Chicago this weekend. Oh my, that's too bad.
0: That's why Black Lives Matter is uh, is merely uh, Black Lives Matter uh, to Black Lives is what PETA is to animals. Well, let me clarify so you yes, foreigners yes, who love do. to listen, who love to listen but can't admit it to their neighbors, PETA doesn't give a bleep about animals. That's not what they're up to.
2: Because when they let a bunch of uh, minks go into the wild. They're just going to get chewed up by whatever creatures. They're and blacks,
0: die. blacks have shown that they're unwilling to care about black lives where they quite literally are not mattering, because their movement is merely has become a political action group. It has nothing to do with uh, preserving or helping to change life in Chicago, for example, where blacks are routinely shooting each other. Black Lives Matter is a uh, is an active life destination, they want to undo the family they want this and that and the other thing it has nothing to do with the violence that blacks are committing. nothing just as PETA has nothing to do with with uh animals they are just up they're out to create chaos. they has nothing to do with animals, nothing i don't know what the world is coming to this This is a four page story I'm reading from uh, Fox Nine News. Uh, about the deaths in Chicago. It's just... uh... The spate of shootings came just three weeks after 24 people were killed, and at least 61 others were shot during Chicago's most violent weekend in modern history. That historic surge in shootings happened amid the unrest unrest that gripped the city when a downtown protest over the officer-involved killing of George Floyd devolved into chaos and
3: led to days of looting. Joe, so along those lines, check this out. This just posted at the Star Tribune, 1238. Kenny, pay attention, because I know this is going to strike a chord with you. An anchor near the intersection of Lindale and Lake in Minneapolis since 1999, the Herkimer Pub and Brewery is ending its run. The neighborhood brew pub, home to Shuffleboard and Cornhole Leagues, announced the closure in a message today. Quote, it's with a heavy heart that we announced that after 20 years, this is in Uptown, by the way, that the Herkimer will be closing permanently at the end of June. We know it has been home to so many of you. We appreciate your support. The industry is so uncertain right now. Here's the best part. According to this post, the coronavirus is only one of several factors. Well, of course. Here you go, folks. It's already starting.
0: Remember, we, uh, all these private companies have been busy rebranding themselves, uh, fearing that they're seen as racially insensitive. Uncle Ben's rice, uh, Aunt Jemima. And I said uh, offhandedly last week, well, what if the guy pictured on the Uncle Ben's box of rice, what if he likes it there? What if he likes his picture? What if his family likes it? Well, he was it turns a guy
1: out worked in a restaurant in Chicago, wasn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, uh, Aunt Jemima. The families of the various Aunt Jemimas are <laughs> yeah. upset yeah. that she's being removed from the packaging because they like it.
3: Because she worked <laughs> hard. She rep. I mean, it was. But it's exactly what Kenny it's said. Insulting. This was somebody else making the decision for how you should feel. It's well, the here, exact same thing. I, but but in this case, at least, it's private companies. As opposed to, uh,
0: as opposed to, uh, uh, where am I? Where I just had a, uh, oh, here. Is it it in your email? No, I got it right here. The world knew her as Aunt Jemima, but her given name was Nancy Green. And she was a true American success story. She was born a slave in 1834, uh, in Montgomery County, Kentucky, and became a wealthy superstar in the advertising world as its first living trademark, Green was 56 years old when she was selected as spokesperson for the new Ready Mix Self-Rising Pancake Flower and made her debut in 1893 at a fair and exposition in Chicago. She demonstrated the pancake mix and served thousands of pancakes and became an immediate star. She was a great storyteller, her personality was warm and appealing, and her showmanship was exceptional. Her exhibition booth drew so many people that special security personnel were assigned to keep the crowds moving. Nancy green was signed to a lifetime contract traveled on promotional tours all over the country and was extremely well-paid her financial freedom and stature as a national spokesperson enabled her to become a leading advocate against poverty and in favor of equal rights for people in Chicago. She maintained her job until her death in 1923 at age 89. Uh, and her now her life has just been erased by the the bedwetters and uh, There were a number of Aunt Jemima's, and a number of other stories have appeared uh, by the families or the descendants of the other Aunt Jemima's saying, Well, wait a minute. We like this. Our family really enjoyed this. Our family enjoyed that our sister, our aunt, or our mom was on the package. We thought that was pretty neat, Uh, but you can't do it in this cancel culture. Because perception is reality in the world we live in. That's right. Without question, without...
1: Further investigation without any knowledge whatsoever. Perception is reality.
0: But a GLer's first thought is, well, what if if Aunt Jemima liked being Aunt Jemima, given given her options, which would have been very limited? What if she liked it? But a non-GLer, a member of the salon, doesn't care about Aunt Jemima. It doesn't occur to them to wonder, oh well, wait a minute, I wonder if the family of Aunt Jemima and Aunt Jemima herself, whose real name was Nancy Green, what if she liked it? She didn't do this under duress. Nobody pointed a gun at her and said, you have to pose for the cover of this pancake mix. Mm-hmm. They don't think that way. They think that can't be done. So they don't really care about Aunt Jemima or her family. Again, these were private companies making these decisions. So I'm, I'm somewhat off base, but not in, not in not in looking at the way the salon would would think of this. Do you think the salon is going to examine the history of James Earl Fraser, the sculptor, and understand how he came up with the bronze casting of of Roosevelt, an African man, not an African American, and an
3: an indigenous guy, Joe, we who Roosevelt. They were Roosevelt's (laughs) buddies. We don't have time to research when we're angry. Right. Take it down. (laughs) Facts don't matter. Right. We're outraged. We don't have time to look it up.
0: I'll tell you something. I've said this before. There's a statue of Nathaniel Hale on Summit and Western in St. Paul. Yes. There's a little teeny triangular park there. And Nathaniel Hale on horseback is facing southeast. Uh, I think he's... You could look it up, Rook, but I think his famous quote is, if I have what, what but one life to, to give. I or regret
2: need. that I have one, but one life to live, or my country.
0: And I've already done my homework on him, and I can't find uh, any evidence that he will be found uh, disagreeable, but I, I hate to predict that it's his whiteness that will bring that statue down eventually because I think they're all coming down. Unless the unless in you know neighborhood groups get together and say you're not taking this down, Joe he represents manifest destiny, manifest destiny evil,
1: uh, United States of America evil. It's right. coming down. That's he, right. he was a bass. He was
0: a bastard. Joe. That's what's driving this. That's he what's was driving S O B. And as difficult as the uh, as difficult as as it has been for marginalized people to make it in this country. It's still the only country where they can make it. I'm going to go back to something I said earlier because it's one of my deepest regrets. If only we had a black conservative self-made man as president for 8 years, I predict I would I would guarantee you we would be looking at a far different world right now.
1: But, Joe, they wouldn't listen simply for the fact that he's a conservative. That cancels everything. That's why that man wouldn't matter. And statues of him would come down. Well, look at how everybody
2: goes after canceled. Candace Owens. You, uh, every time I, think
0: Cand- I think Candace Owens is, is
2: opportunist.
0: Yes, okay. I do. I do. Uh, ben Carson. Uh, I, I, I'm a Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Candace has said some stupid things.
2: What about the uh, radio guy that I am black? Uh,
3: that guy, remember the I oh, uh, love that. That was, uh, let's get that guy to run. Hold on. I got to find that. Gotta, Play
0: that uh, cut. That's yeah. so great. Give me a couple that seconds. Is, you know You know what we've been neglecting, boys? Hmm. The groin kicks.
3: Well, where do we start? Yeah.
0: Well, we're, we're rioting right now. Well, so. Jacob Fry needs one, Rook. All right. Uh, Jacob Fry needs a groin kick.
2: Give we me need. a second to pull that one up. Uh, yeah. Boy, oh, everything
1: that happened in the last two
0: month uh, months needs a good solid groin kick. Yeah. Hell, Chauvin needs a groin kick. Yeah, they, you're, you're right, Kenny. We couldn't. You'd have to play the groin kick for about three hours. Just to cover all the bases. Bender needs a sh- uh, groin kick. Uh Andrea Jenkins needs a groin kick. Every single institution in the Twin Cities is racist. Well, Andrea, that means you are too, then. Because you are in an institution. Or should be. <laughs> I don't want to wait for whatever you're looking oh, for. You're or, 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 yeah.
3: The both of us are trying to find pieces of audio.
0: Well, you're unsuccessful.
2: It's been a while since I've been here. <laughs> Little rusty.
0: Monmouth. University of New Jersey said it would remove the Wood, Woodrow Wilson's uh, name. From Hold the that. Market. Hold that. Yeah.
2: That's a whole other long conversation about white privilege and things that you uh, have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do and I have the privilege you. of white privilege? David, by virtue
3: of being a white male, you have white privilege. Against- uh, Ariva:
2: I hate <laughs> to break it to you, to invite- but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. Wah. Wah.
1: Wah.
3: Ariva Martin. Uh, that Do we have the- her reaction to that, when he, when he said that? No, because there was about 15 seconds of silence, and she oh. just said, oh, yeah. she had no response, which was so telling. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh. We're going to get rid of uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson's name.
0: Uh, the, the, uh, the woke really don't know what to do about Woodrow Wilson. But they, they now are insisting he held abhorrent views on race and reinstituted segregation in the federal workforce. The decision contrasted with a vote by Princeton University, Princeton University's trustees in 2016, to keep Wilson's name on campus buildings and programs despite protests. Monmouth trustees also voted in 2016 to keep Wilson's name on an elaborate 1929 mansion that is the campus's crown jewel. But in the four years since, the context has changed. Monmouth's president, Patrick Leahy, said Wilson was a controversial politician, and I think it has heightened awareness in 2020 about some of his racist policies, he said. Well, you can't have controversy. The the salon is not prepared to deal in controversy because controversy is a bump in road a bump in the road. Controversy is an inconvenience. Lisa Bender, no one should have to have violence in their lives or suffer. Of course, but they will, Lisa. They will because that's part of living. That's part of life. And when I'm uh, when I feel threatened, I sure as hell hope I have a police department to call because that's who I'm calling. I sure as hell won't call you and your minstrels. To race out to my house in your 1967 Volkswagen bus. I want a cop car and I want a cop with a gun if I'm be- my family's being threatened.
3: So, Rook, should you give her one? Is that what we're doing? I think so. Okay. That deserves this. Oh. Who'd we just give one to? I thought you were talking about Lisa.
2: Oh yeah, that's Lisa's. Okay. What about one for uh, Mayor Fry? I think so. Oh, ouch.
0: Ooh. How about one more for him? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay, that's there. for the precinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: That's when you let number three go. <laughs> oh, good lord. I, I just uh how we do it. Well, we're gonna change the name now of Eskimo Pie. You can't have Eskimo Pies. Oh how wow. good. Huh? How good is an wow. Eskimo pie?
3: On a hot summer oh day. Oh my gosh. The, again, the again, a,
0: a, oh. private, a private company doing it, but it's no less an act of power washing because I never once in my life uh, felt uncharitable towards uh, Native American Alaskans by there being a confection called Eskimo Pie. No, it's anything. I it just would... associate it with coals.
2: That's but, all I did. But it's charming. The Eskimo kiss, the uh, Eskimo. I never thought of the plight of anybody. Um, a, a, an Eskimo. It was just, it's cold, uh, and it tastes good. That was, that was my brain.
0: The treat was patented by uh, Christian Kent Nelson of Ohio and his business partner, Russell C. Stover, in 1922, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Eskimo Pie joins a growing list of brands that are rethinking their marketing in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, Quaker Oats says it's getting rid of Aunt Jemima, Uh, saying that the company recognizes the character's origins are based on racial stereotypes. Other companies were reviewing their name or logo. Geechee Boy Mill, a family-owned operation in South Carolina that makes locally grown milled white grits, said Wednesday, it is listening and reviewing our overall branding though no decisions have been made. Geechee is a dialect spoken mainly by the descendants of African-American slaves who settled in the Ogeechee River area of Georgia. Mars Inc. said it's also reviewing Uncle Ben's Rice, B&G Foods Inc., which makes cream of wheat hot cereal. Jeez. Also said the past week that it is initiating that immediate review of its packaging. That's the smiling chef holding a bowl of cereal. Right. has appeared on Cream of Wheat and uh, an ad since 1918. Chicago-based Conagra brands, which makes Mrs. Butterworth syrup, said its bottles, which are shaped like a matronly woman, are intended to evoke a loving grandmother. But the company said it can understand that the package could be misinterpreted. Critics have long claimed that the bottle's design is rooted in the mammy stereotype. Okay? you, you I just you, wanted some syrup. I just want syrup. I don't really, I never thought, right. uh, I don't eat syrup, so I don't have much of a horse. In no, the- you're missing out. I don't have a horse I mean, in the race in any of these products,
1: and they're all
3: again they're done by private companies. So,
0: don't,
1: what are you going to do? go down that road, Chris? Don't that, where that's a whole another can of worms.
3: No, I I was going to ask Joe why he doesn't eat syrup.
1: No, no, that's what I'm saying. Don't go down that road. That's he doesn't like peanut butter. He doesn't like popcorn. No, he right, likes toast. butter. He doesn't put gravy on his taters. No, he, he calls gets, people when just, he
2: doesn't. <laughs> just
1: just don't even just no don't gravy. even go down that road. Wow.
3: You are messed up, man. You
0: got that call, Rook? You got that call? Uh,
2: We looked for that that one time, but uh, there was a a random call to my home, probably at about maybe 7.30 on a Sunday night, uh, and there was a message left because I wasn't home, and this person, who I'm not going to name, called to inform me that they had mashed potatoes, no butter, Mashed potatoes, no gravy. He had pot roast. It was delicious. And there was another, there was one more thing where he said, another item, no butter. And yep. then I just heard the phone go click.
0: Probably corn. I don't put butter on.
2: Probably uh, that oh! must have been what it is. Yeah, Ears of corn. Oh, messed up.
0: Yeah. Well, it really could be up. Reeves. Have you been getting emails from GLers wondering about uh, the Schmelz Countryside offer oh, on
3: pre-owned vehicles? Yes, because last week you had mentioned that it was zero percent on used vehicles, and I thought, well, I better ask him because I I thought I heard you say that too, and I didn't know if that was accurate, so I wanted to ask you about that.
0: Right now at Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood, right in the southeast quadrant of. Highway 61 and 36. It's 0% interest for 72 months and 120-day payment deferral on all 2019 and 2020 Woo! Volkswagens, including Volkswagen's newest SUV flagship, the Atlas Cross Sport. And my buddy, uh, I said the other day, my buddy's a happy customer, uh, Schmelz. He, he bought a Passat, which he refers to as his lux- luxurious German sedan, <laughs> I thought he bought a Jetta. No, he bought a Passat, his nice. luxurious German sedan. It is zero percent interest. Emailers for up to sixty months on certified pre-owned vehicles. So what you do is you uh, go to the various websites: Schmelzvw. dot com, dot com, dot com. I, w- I did it yesterday. I'm looking at the Volkswagen lineups. Pick out what you're most interested in. Give them a call. They'll have it sanitized, ready for you, test drive, the whole deal. Call Countryside at 651-243-4316 and have your own on-site sales appointment. Why? Because Garage Logic owns Highway 61. Another reason why? This is a multi-generational family dealership. They don't have any other stores. It's all heart and soul right there at Schmelz, Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. J.C. in Stone Lake, Wisconsin, sent a mouth-watering picture. He said, I attach you will find two of the finest ribeye steaks to grace the grates of my pellet smoker grill. Yes, that's the prime cut seasoning adorning both of these luscious slabs. Tomorrow, we're grilling the Greek gyro brat for Father's Day. This was sent to me over the weekend. Can't wait. The CP asked me what I wanted to do for Father's Day, and we're making another four-hour round trip to Grunhofer's in Hugo and load up another cooler of goods, most of which we'll be sending to my brother in Indiana. By the way, I'll need two GL flags. Stay well, JC, Stone Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, this honest to God, two of the best-looking steaks I've seen. Just incredible. That's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo. And don't forget, uh, Spencer has uh, developed a new brat for the summer grilling season. The Italian Supreme Brat. Mild Italian sausage, red and green bell pepper uh onions, mozzarella cheese, cheddar cheese and hot pepper cheese. And yes, Spencer is working, working, working to keep the meatloaf in stock at Grundhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. I can't imagine how many Father's Day grillings were conducted successfully because of Grundhofer's.
2: I cannot wait because I have uh, I was gifted for Father's Day a smoker. Mm -hmm. And I cannot wait to get my hands on some brisket, some corned beef brisket up at Grunhofer's Uh, and just smoke the living hell out of it. I'm so excited for my next trip
0: to Grunhofer's. I guess we're supposed to be concerned because a Siberian town hit 100 degrees. Boom. And, of course, this is all over the media, all over the world, as an example of – it's not even doubted anymore. It's just an example of man-made global warming. Uh. It's a town, though, with the world's widest temperature range. It has recorded a new high amid a heat wave that is contributing to several forest fires. The temperature in Verkhoyansk hit 100.4 degrees Saturday, according to Pagoda I Climate, a website that compiles Russian meteorological data. The town is located above the Arctic Circle in the Sakha Republic, about 2,900 miles northeast of Moscow. God the Soviet Union's huge isn't it? Yes, it? is. it's largely macro. The town is located oh, I said that. The town of about 1300 residents is recognized by the Guinness World Records for the most extreme temperature range with a low of -90 degrees and a previous high of 98 degrees. So in other words, it gets hot there sometimes. Yeah. But we're we're supposed to, you know, mom's minivan is causing this. <laughs> Much of Siberia this year has had an unseasonably high temperatures, leading to uh, wildfires in the Sakha Republic. More than 680,000 acres are burning, according to the government agency that monitors forest fires. Now, conveniently enough, what we're not told is when did this town hit 98 degrees?
2: Ah, uh, the since Was that
0: 50 years ago?
2: Right, right. The when since.
0: Uh, is that the town everyone's probably seen the uh, videos of of life in a in a siberian town in the winter uh i wonder if it's this town where it's it's, it's 90 below yeah yeah you know, siberia is not, not a good spot in I the i bet there's no homeless in that town during the winter probably not that'd be tough man 50 below <laughs> 90 yes. below that'd be tough
2: yeah good place to sell mittens
0: It's uh, Without understanding the meteorological components that go into these calculations, I would have to think that where it's located must have something to do with being the town with the world's largest temperature swings. In other words, it's not experiencing the world's largest temperature swings because of climate change. The climates always change and always will. It's experiencing the world's largest uh, temperature swings because of where it is. And I suppose the different kinds of winds it's exposed to. So, so there you have uh, there you have my speech. Got it. Uh, it was inevitable. We have a bear update.
2: Oh <laughs>
0: yes, you do. We have a bear update. Where's the bear update theme?
3: We can't play it, bro. Why? It t- uses TV. Well, oh, for Pete's stuff. sake, what a bunch of
0: stupid rules. <laughs>
3: G.L. Joe at garagelunch.com.
0: God almighty. A black bear made its way into the Union Depot parking ramp in downtown St. Paul last Thursday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, everybody, where did it come from?
2: Well, I, I heard reports well, right that came there, right up from the river, yep.
1: up from the river, I
0: mean,
2: just a few feet
0: away. <laughs> Union Depot's security team spotted the bear around 1 a.m. Thursday, said Lindsey Boyd, marketing director for Union Depot. Security guards called 911 and animal control and made sure all the garbage cans were covered in the area. The bear <laughs> wandered th- The bear wandered through the one-level ramp for about an hour, Boyd said, but eventually left on its own and didn't need to be forcibly removed. The Lower Town Depot overlooks the Mississippi River and its relatively wooded corridor, which might explain how the bear ended up in downtown. In a Facebook post, Union Depot joked about the bear seeking its beeline honey, which is produced by honeybees in several hives located on the roof of the historic train station that, that reopened as a transportation hub in 2012 after only a $243 million renovation. There you go. According to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, if you encounter a bear, do not panic. Walk away slowly. Do not ru- It's kind of like when you light a firecracker. Don't run away from <laughs> right, it. Right. Walk away calmly. The bear will often flee, but if the bear comes towards you, act boldly, either yelling it or, th- well, you know what you say to
3: it. Oh, I know what you say to it.
0: Stop, say, bear. Stop, bear. Stop it. Don't, don't do that, bear. right. The black bear is the only species of bear in Minnesota, and they usually try to avoid contact with people. They rarely become aggressive. Now, I didn't think I'd have to parse this, but I have to break something down here. Yes, the Lower Town Depot overlooks the Mississippi River and its relatively wooded corridor. Why are you
2: doing that? (laughs)
3: Oh, my God. Wow. Is that oh. Lisa Bender? No. It might be. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. How would you like to be tied up with that? Boy, oh that, uh, that'd be oh. a
3: long existence,
0: wouldn't oh, it? Oh, geez. Would you please. ever win
3: a game of flaws with that?
0: No, that's a flaw of itself. Here's my, here's my point. The, uh, that is not a relatively wooded corridor. Uh, Shepherd Road, uh, running from uh, downtown all the way up to Highway 61, is not wooded at all, except those tremendous bluffs at Mounds Park. Yeah, but But, that's not really bare terrain. You wouldn't think so. And there's and there's no wooded uh, corridor from downtown to Highway 61. None. But there's
1: nothing to interfere with them between the railroad tracks and the river.
0: Right, right. But once he gets, they're walking the tracks.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say once he gets toward. Uh, where is it, by um, Carver? or isn't
0: it, the, isn't it the Vento Nature Trail?
2: Yeah, it, it's just around yeah. there. There's a whole bunch of, there is wooded areas, but he would be going a long way on the tracks
0: without any so, wooded area.
1: What are you saying, Such? He took an Uber in?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> saying that's a visiting bear. That's a bear from out of town. Now, you can access the Vento Trail from Swede Hollow Park, which is yeah. still a wooded, glen a den a hollow or whatever we want to call it holler so is how we say it's it. it's a holler holler yeah and uh so it doesn't surprise me at all that we have bears downtown i think they're inevitable i keep predicting we get neighborhood alerts i don't know who keeps sending these out uh, about the coyote was just in my yard so what
2: that's nothing it's you know what oh, that we is? got a
0: bear That's nothing. We
2: got a bear ordering uh, pizza at the uh, Black Sheep Cafe or whatever it is.
0: There was a a missing cat last week, a Uh missing uh cat. On the same morning, the missing cat announcement was made on the neighborhood group. Uh, Another gal tweeted that or or texted that uh, the coyote was in our yard this morning. Well, I'm going to take a wild guess. I thought the coyote got the cat, but it later turned out that the cat was in Phil's house uh, in the window well and couldn't jump out. So <laughs> the cat's okay and the so coyote's we got the gone. Update. <laughs> yeah, there's your update. I, I thought that cat was a goner, but it's not really. So we're all set. We're all oh, set. Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. And Reeves, I continue to think yeah. baseball has blown it, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I got a really great friend uh, who lives in San Diego. And he's been a season ticket holder with the Padres since 1995. Okay. He's not renewing. Really? He's not renewing. And he's of the generation that loves – he's our age, my age. He loves baseball. He's not renewing. And we had a long texting uh, conversation about it over the weekend. And he is uh, adamant that baseball uh, could have been heroes of the country this summer if they they figured something out. And he's lamenting the passing of the game, and I texted back uh, that I think baseball is taking a terrible, terrible risk of having a very bad end here because you're already dealing with at least one or two generations who don't care about baseball anyway. Mm -hmm. And if they went to games, they only went casually, and they're not going to be bothered by the disappearance of baseball. But here is a guy... The lifeblood of baseball in his early 70s, who's been a season ticket holder since 1995, was instrumental in the development of Petco Park.
3: And by the way, a franchise that needs every single body in the stands that it can possibly take.
0: Lovely ballpark, lovely setting, and he's done. He's done. Oof. And I'm afraid that's going to be true in many, many cities
3: in well, this country.
2: Not to mention the fact that with the loss of income, people
3: won't be able to afford
2: tickets. They won't be tickets. able to afford it, yeah. Yeah. And they, just, mean, just the regular guy. And
3: they couldn't before this. You know, you, you think of the average family of four spending a day at, the, at, at a Twins game, or in, in your buddy's case, a Padres game. It was not cheap to do. And now it's going to be even worse.
0: Here's his text. In light of the health, economic, and racial issues, you might think the baseballers would rush to find a way to bring back the much-needed America's pastime. But no, the pastime is now past time to be one traditional activity that resumes a semblance of normalcy. And the reason? Greed, of course. Owners and union have blown it. I have been MLB season ticket holder with the Padres since 1995, but will not be renewing in 2021. Wow. Well, did he, was he still on the hook for his tickets for this year? I imagine he's a season ticket holder for 2020. I don't, how are clubs handling that, by the way?
3: Well, because I, I, I don't know. I'm not a season ticket holder for the Twins. I do know how the Vikings are choosing to operate, which is, I guess, I should say the NFL is choosing to operate. They're, what, the teams are hanging on to the money? Well, they're demanding their payments, the NFL teams are. So I would assume that baseball was probably in the same boat because if you were a 2020 season ticket holder, your payments were due months ago. Yeah, but they haven't played, so don't you get your money back? Either that or I'm going to guess that if there's if fans aren't allowed, then you would be able to, you know, forward those to upcoming games for the following season.
0: Right. Well, I know wow. my man in San Diego. He's going to want his money back cuz he's done.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's not going to say forward it to 2021. Sure, he's sure. not going to. Uh, say I was noting uh that uh, Fry Mayor Fry was saying that uh, of the shootings in in Uptown, that uh, the early response were by the uh, a uh, police bike brigade, and uh, I don't think they were uh, Bentelli e-bikes. You don't think so? No, uh-huh. I don't think they were. Uh, Bentelli e-bikes are reserved for the common citizenry to make the lovely pastime of cycling more enjoyable for all. Five mm-hmm. levels of electric assist. They're available at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 because GL owns Highway 61. Yamaha motorcycles, scooters that get 75 miles to the gallon and turn every errand into an adventure. Great recreational equipment, helmets, clothing, great service department, and right now GLers are still getting preseason sale prices on the bikes and scooters remaining in stock. And you know what, check it out, because how long this will last, I have no idea, because manufacturers are having trouble fulfilling orders because of just how popular... Bicycling has become, because of the mandatory uh, mandatory lockdowns all across the country due to the pandemic. So uh, check it out what they got at uh, EcoFun Motorsports. If you're looking for a bicycle or a scooter, there's no better place. The service situation is really nifty. If you need service, Tim sends a truck through town once a day. He picks up what you uh, need worked on, brings it back to Forest Lake, services it, and brings it back to you for a nominal service charge. It's a great operation. EcoFun Motorsport. It's on Highway 61, right in downtown Forest Lake.
2: Justin came in after hearing about uh, EcoFun on Garage Logic Podcast and picked up one of the last. KO Bolt 125 Kid ATVs in stock until August. Nice. Enjoy watching the kids have fun on it, and thanks again for your business. That's from Tim at EcoFun Motorsports. You can see that picture on their Instagram. So it's nice that the GLers are still out and about supporting local businesses. They got neat
0: kid stuff at EcoFun. Yeah, they, they really do. got neat kids. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, even for the big kids, too. <laughs> I'm very tempted uh, for the girls to get that very tiny gas-powered four-wheeler. Oh, that'd be My- cool. My fear is that they would just take off though and, and go so fast. I, I'm going to have to talk to Tim about it. For all I know, they're governed way down and don't go fast. Oh, I'm
3: sure of it. Yeah. Plus, you're going to have to get a really long leash then. Yeah, right for that one. That's what yeah. they'll do. It. Right, <laughs> yeah.
2: tied to the bumper or right? the. Uh...
3: I tied it to the trailer uh, hitch and then
0: walked around behind huh? the kid as she crashed into trees and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, boys. Yeah. We live in interesting times in Garage Logic, don't we? Yes. Yes, we, we really do. do. Yes, we do. You can call it interesting if you want. But yeah, that's not what
1: I'm calling it. I'm calling it we've. Oh, wait, oh, yeah. I can't say that. Careful. <laughs> yep. that's what I'm yeah.
2: That's <laughs> we screwed. Yeah, we screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this: uh, MinPod, M N Pod on your smartphone will open a plethora of new podcasts for you to listen to, or the tried and true Garage Logic Table Talk Fret Club. Uh Royce's got a baseball podcast out there. Check that all out at PodMN on your smartphone or go on your computer to podmn.com. Thank you very much. This is Garage Logic Podcast Version. We'll catch you next time. Don't forget about that Monday Night Sports Talk podcast. Hmm.